The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Are You Afraid? Scream Queens, the unofficial Scream Queens internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, 2016, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Arruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Fox's Scream Queens. Please welcome my co-hosts, Priscilla Rocha. Hey guys, what's up? And Prince Rico Suave. What's poppin', what's poppin', what's poppin', y'all? We got P-squared with me tonight, listeners. P-squared, the OGs, we back. Yes, I like it. So let's jump into our recap of Season 2, Episode 6, titled Blood Drive, and aired November 22nd, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. At a meeting with the Cure staff, Nurse Hoffel announces that the hospital is running a blood drive competition, and the winner gets an all-expense-paid holiday, which Chanel is determined to win, and she hosts her personal blood drive by collecting samples from the Chanel's. However, Munch discovers that Chanel is diagnosed with a sexually transmitted disease, actually all of them, which causes Holt to reconsider his relationship with her. Meanwhile, Zayde and Chamberlain team up to get a sample from Jane to discover her baby and the possible green meanie. Realizing that she may not win, Chanel drops in on a mobile blood drive. Later on, though, she notices that the bags are missing and have been stolen by Hester, who uses it to cure a patient. However, though, while giving blood, Chanel number nine is attacked by the green meanie who is confronted by nurse hoffel and the killer is unmasked and revealed to be cassidy cascade it is revealed that hoffel is the sister of the deceased agatha bean the maid who was killed by chanel in a prank gone wrong during the Wallace University murders and has been plotting revenge. Hoffel joins forces with Cassidy, becoming the third green meanie and the brains of the operation. Meanwhile, 
Chanel wins the competition. So I want to get everyone's initial reaction to this episode, and we'll start off with uh, P number one, Priscilla. Holy shit, I take back everything I said about last episode, about like it kind of going into like filler. This episode made me crack up out loud, like while watching it on my laptop screen, like multiple times, like and loud. Oh my god, I, I still get flashbacks to that scene where Chanel is running like towards Dean Munch with that like dramatic music in the background it gave me life I loved this episode nice Prince what about you you're P number two just in case if you didn't know I'm gonna go with Priscilla wait I should be P1 okay that's neither for now or later that's oh later. shit he, he's trying to take but, your spot Priscilla the P but oh, um how I, I I'm with um Priscilla like the the puns on this episode were like incredibly hilarious um even like the new like chanel's that you have are kind of like showing their personalities like you're starting to figure out which ones are like three and which ones are like five and which ones are like freaking regular chanel so i'm starting to like that too and i think the only thing i probably could have did a little bit better for this episode that would have like put it over the top for me is like maybe one or two more bodies but with all the revelations that they gave us, I kind of feel like that makes up for the bodies. Okay. I like the episode a lot. I agree with Priscilla. There were so many laugh-out-loud moments, so many great put-downs, and so many just great one-liners. This was a fantastic episode with one-liners, and it was just hilarious to see, hilarious to watch. And it, I mean, it was just so much fun. And the reveals were fantastic, in my opinion. It confirmed a lot of what we were very suspicious about. We even foreshadowed something, which I think is kind of awesome. Because uh, something that we predicted, or that we thought was happening, didn't officially happen until this episode. Which was uh, pretty cool to see. So, um, before we get into our thorough recap of the latest episode of Scream Queens. Here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Are You Afraid? Scream Queens and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. So let's get into it. I'm going to try to break this episode down by storyline. So we're going to cover everything, but we'll focus on what some of the characters are going through. And I think we'll start off with the shortest storyline of the episode. And it had to deal with Hester. So Hester pops up on the screen in the middle of the night with a knife in hand, uh, stalking um, or sulking, not sulking, or creepily standing, there you go, over Chanel's bed. 
scaring her, and we learn that uh, Hester is bored, and when she's bored, she starts uh, thinking about killing people. And uh, if she stays bored, she's going to end up killing someone in that apartment. So, Chanel ends up confessing to Munch about harboring Hester in the apartment as protection against the Green Meanie, and uh, to see if um, she can... uh, fill them in on clues as to who the green meanie is and so after telling uh munch about it uh and after convincing her to uh not tell the feds because uh you know hester could kill them and uh, and also hester being alive would tie back to denise and denise is quote-unquote dead or at least she thinks she's dead she doesn't know that she's been cryogenically frozen so all of that would lead to eyes on the hospital and this that or the other so uh, munch agrees to put hester to use and to use that is uh, to basically be one of the Chanel's in that you know diagnosing patients and figuring out the uh, cure for incurable diseases. And her patient is a young man who believes he's a vampire. His skin is sensitive to sunlight. He starts to blister up. He's got those vampiric fangs. He has an aversion to garlic and he loves to drink blood. But don't worry, he's not killing people. He's got a hookup over at uh what was it? The Red Cross or something like that? The Red yeah, Cross. Yeah, it was the Red Cross. Yeah. And so Hester is supposed to find a cure for him within a week and if she doesn't she gets sent back into her cage so after doing some research and whatnot she she figures out why he has the aversion to like the the sunlight and the garlic and the fangs i mean there's a hilarious scene where he tried to sneak up on her and bite her in the neck but she like punches him in the crotch and knocks him down which was fantastic but um she realizes that the whole wanting to drink blood thing might be like an experience that she had as a child she loved ringdings she used to eat ringdings all the damn time but uh what was it? her aunt told her that she she couldn't yeah, have the ringdings and so yeah, crazy aunt that she couldn't so, have the ringdings yeah and so she started to feed her all these ringdings and like for weeks until she was sick of the ringdings so that's what she decided to do with him with blood and so he starts drinking all the blood and um he's like you need some more blood so she ends up getting more blood she ends up stealing some more blood and she starts she makes the blood into like blood sausage and blood pies and blood this, blood this that or the other and um it turns out that that she was right and um she ended up curing him of his thirst for blood so that was Hester's storyline. What do we think of while, Hester? While giving him STDs, let's not. Well, we don't know. He, the, she tested the blood, but yeah, uh, she tested the blood, and Chanel came out like clean. Yes. So we'll talk about Chanel and her STDs in a moment. But focusing on Hester, what did we think of Hester's storyline? And and she was basically the case of the week storyline. Uh, did we like, like Vampire Boy? I like how they differentiate her from the Chanel's by giving her the purple nurse's outfit. It's super cute. And 
holy crap like i thought that this show was gonna like have like a hole in like not acting per se but like in writing because it didn't have like such magnetic characters like chad or um nisi nash's character like to kind of get in the swing of things but hester totally filled up that spot like she was funny as hell like the line that still kind of sticks with me is when she's staring at the guy and he's like oh i'm gonna be a social pariah now she's just kind of like you're a pale dude who can't even eat ethnic food on a date you're already a social pariah without the stds oh no see my favorite part my favorite part was when she was like like what I'm Donna Summers, and I'm like, really? No one questions. Oh, that. the Donna like, Summer thing was amazing. <laughs> she was yeah. like, <laughs> and this like, is no Donna Summer, right? Like, she's like, uh, this is she's like Donna Summers, like with ease. Like she knew this was gonna be like her her alias name. <laughs> yes, that was fantastic. Uh, but I did like Hester. I'm like, if you notice, Hester dramatically changed completely, just with in the sense of like. She's more of a tough badass now. Like, she puts that badass vibe in the air more than, like, pretending to be the scared victim. Like, she has a Well, she puts the tough badass vibe in the air, but she's also very unhinged. That, too. In a good way, though. level has dramatically, like, raised. I think she has that, that same, like, sort of, like badass vibe that she had in the finale of season one where she kind of like laid out exactly why she was the killer and why she didn't give a shit and we haven't seen that in Hester all we've seen is Hannibal Hester this was gold yes like this kind of like branched her off of like Hannibal Hester yeah although I love Hannibal Hester (laughs) of course you did you you titled her Hannibal Hester yes she was good i like it but i'm glad that they sort of unleashed her into the hospital it's still ridiculously unbelievable that she would be working at the hospital but it is hilarious like i like it it's it's spectacular like i love that they found a way to just like make it make sense in this scream queen's bizarro universe that she could be working in the hospital like treating patients like i love the scene where she was like looking for blood and she was like looking around she was like oh my god like all these patients like i could kill all these people and i can get their blood then she's like no 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 you can't kill you cannot kill like i was like that was just fantastic it was good i loved i I loved i loved hester but i think what i liked most about her is that she she had to kind of stay on a leash like i think writing is better when you don't like just have the character doing whatever the hell you want because then you like have them doing like really lame things sometimes when you have to like keep a character in a box is when you get most creative with them and i feel like making her not able to kill made them kind of make her funnier Mm-hmm. yeah i agree they neutered her a bit which was good yeah. because like you can't have her just killing people so it was great that they gave her almost like a bit of a moral compass or at least ground rules. Like, Can I, I don't know whether this is like foreshadowing or anything like that. So like, like we can just put a pause in this if we're going to talk about this at the end of the episode. But if Iv- Ivanka Trump was Hester, right? Yes. Okay, good. I just wanted to check that off. Oh, sounds like foreshadowing for what Priscilla's going to discuss at the end of the episode. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. 
Sounds good. Okay, so let's move into the next, I guess, short storyline. But uh, I guess even though I mentioned it in the, in the synopsis, I'll, I'll set this up because it, it sort of leads us into this next small storyline. At the very start of the episode, Nurse Hoffel uh, uh, creates this competition. It, it's a blood drive because uh, the, the hospital needs blood. They had been, uh, apparently Chanel number three had been mopping up all of the blood from the green meanie kills and putting them in blood bags. And unfortunately she was also picking up like rats and coins and this, that, or the other. So like the blood is obviously contaminated and they can't use that blood. So they, there's a blood shortage. So they need blood, blood, blood. And um, so they, they end up creating a blood drive and Hoffel ends up turning it into a competition. The winner of the blood drive is going to get an all expenses paid trip to the island appropriately called Blood Island. And uh, so... Everyone is competing for the Blood Island prize. So, moving into, I guess, the episode's second shortest storyline, let's catch up with Zayde. So, Zayde has been avoiding Chamberlain because she feels that Chamberlain is the baby in the belly. Because it's no longer the baby in the tub, it's the baby in the belly this season. And, uh, you know, she ends up using the blood drive as a ruse to get to Jane again and she's trying to get Jane's blood because she's come up with a plan because if she can get Jane's blood then she can compare it to the hospital records of her husband's blood and then she can figure out okay you know at least you know come down with like a shorter list of like who the baby in the belly could be aka who she feels the green meanie could be and so after visiting Jane and, like, you know, making up a lie that she's, like, delivering all these, you know, flyers to different houses for the blood drive, she tries to convince Jane to um, to donate blood. And she even saying, you know, she can come to the, her house and, and do it so she has, doesn't have to go to the hospital. You know, kind of like Domino's. But then Jane's like, that's not really like Domino's. Domino's brings you pizza. You want to take my blood. And uh, then she ends up freaking out and saying, you know, that hospital's evil, I'm never stepping foot into it, and, you know, they should shut it down, and all this kind of stuff. So back at the hospital, uh, Chamberlain, you know, approaches Zayday and is basically like, you know, why are you avoiding me? You know, you think that I'm the baby in the belly, and, uh, and this, that, or the other. And, and, and he basically knows everything that Zayday's trying to do. And he's like, you know, that's, that was my idea, too. Uh, and Zayday's like, you know what? I, I want to trust you. I want, I want to be your friend. But I, I just, I feel like you're the baby in the belly. And if I knew your blood type and com- could compare it, then. And I, I, I'd know if, if I could trust you. So we end up seeing Chamberlain getting a sample from Jane after giving her a worm pie and using her spit and coming up with her blood type and then comparing it with his blood type. <laughs> he, he could not be the baby in the belly. So... Oh my god, yeah. that freaking worm pie. This is good. What is it? Worms? It's worm pie. Like, the way he, like, fucking just set the line. Like, Chamberlain, 
since his like one liner in in episode one of this season has been amazing. Oh my god! Like he takes what little like material they give him and just spins it in a really awesome way. Him and Zede like have great scene chemistry. I don't necessarily see them as romantic partners, but they're really good like gumshoes together. They really are. Yeah. And so we'll we'll leave that storyline there because obviously there's the big reveal. So we'll discuss that a little bit later. But uh, what did we think of Zayday and Chamberlain together? And uh, separately, you know, searching for clues as to who the green meanie and the baby in the belly could be. You don't trust Chamberlain, who knows everything, which, you know, is very alarming mm-hmm. for someone who shouldn't know everything, in a sense. So, like, I feel like, in a sense, like, he just did what he did to cover his tracks. Like, mm. just because you told me your blood level, your blood type is this, doesn't mean it is. Like, I didn't test it myself. So, you just, you get, right now, I'm going up based off of hearsays. But I do like their chemistry, and I will admit, I did love that, you know, Zayday's, like, new version of Grace is, like, Chanel number five. Yeah, I love their chemistry together. They're just so weird together. It, it, it doesn't yeah, like make sense, but yet it makes perfect sense. Right? Exactly. Zayday's, like, I at it. Zayday's trying to be nice to her, but nobody can be nice to Chanel number five. They treated her, like, I don't know, like a strawberry to be squeezed for as yeah, much juice talk, as, she like, can, as they can get real talk because she was like still trying to get Zayde was still trying to get Chanel number five's blood and she was like the dude comes by and is like cookie and she like closed the door on her and I'm like oh my god like this is Zayde Zayde's normally like the nice person that, I love that. I, I love that because she was giving blood and she's like I think I need a cookie and they're like no you don't need a cookie like let's just get some more blood it, and I'm like, that's not normally something Zayday says. Zayday's more like, oh, more compassionate. Like, yeah, let me get you a cookie. She was like, yeah, no, let me close the door. She was about that business. Right? She was like, shut up and give me your arm. Like, we're not done here. Yeah. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I, know how, I know how much blood I can take from you. Yeah, there was uh, there was another line that uh, Chanel number no. 5 said uh, during one of their conversations where she was like, like we're doing this again like two weeks in a row or something like that like they're sort of like banter it, it was it was funny i can't remember exactly oh, yeah. what she said but it, when she said it i was like i love meta jokes i think it's like one of my favorite scenes between like zayde and chanel and chanel number five is when she's just like so fucking tired of this shit and she's just like i can't give any more blood and zayde just kind of looks at her and doesn't give a shit like oh that whole scene chanel's little pathetic <laughs> noise when like things don't go her way yes. which is all the time yeah. but I, think that's why I love Zay that Zay noise gravi- I think that's why Zayde gravitates towards like Chanel number 5 because she's just as like lame and pathetic as Grace was ooh oh. damn no I I like seeing Chanel number 5 on my screen I'm like Grace who I was just bored with oh definitely time. I like to see Chanel number 5 way better than seeing freaking Grace on my screen but I'm like I feel like that's the similarities that makes her be like you know what she could potentially could be my new best friend because she's just as pathetic as my old best friend Zayda's really good with her with, with her screen partners but I'm just gonna say about like Chamberlain her other guy I'm really tv stupid when people like put like a, a 
a plan or a scheme in motion. Like, I can't think, like, two or three, like, episodes in advance and figure out what it is. I totally am gullible and go along with what the writers, like, want the audience to believe. So when Chamberlain kind of went up to her and was like, I can't believe you don't trust me. Here are all the reasons why, like, you should. And here's, like, me trying to figure out, like, what the mom's blood type is and what the dad's blood type is for you. And I've been stringently like, no, Chamberlain's weird. I can't, I can't trust him. And this one episode was, I was just kind of like, oh, Chamberlain, okay, I trust you now. Oh god, no, you're right. Yeah. In the sense that's that gullibility, because <laughs> I'm like, I saw the complete opposite. I'm like, I saw him like covering up his tracks the best he could because Zayday's the closest to getting figuring out the green meaning. Mm-hmm. And I think possibly. He might be the other green meanie, and he thought that she might be on his tail and not our reveal. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, because you know he knows everything, right? So maybe he thought she was close and thought it was close on his tail, not the other green meanie's tail. And so he was like, "Oh shit, I gotta get her off my tracks." Mm-hmm. While well, nobody tested his blood, he just said he was AB, and everybody just, just went with it. Was. And no one tested him, and I'm like, and then. You know, he's gotten his job by just walking in and just rolling his cart around. Like, there's a lot of, like, red flags that, like, doesn't take my, like, eyesight off of him. Like, you're not off my radar yet. Like, Britney Spears said, bitch, you on my radar. It's Britney. (laughs) Okay, that's interesting. Let's get into one of the reveals of the episode. At the very start of the episode... We get, we usually get lots of like epic, um, in your head uh, monologues from the characters, and this one was revelatory. So we learn a lot about Ingrid Marie Hoffel, or shall I say, Ingrid Marie Bean. We learn that Nurse Hoffel, uh, Hoffel is her married name. Uh, her husband died of, of cancer. She thinks. They weren't close. And her maiden name is Bean. So Mrs. Bean from season one, the, uh, what would we call her? The the cook, the uh, housekeeper, maid. the maid of Kappa Kappa yeah. Tau, the ones that Chanel, that the Chanel's uh, in a prank gone wrong, uh, which actually, to be quite honest, it was the Red Devil's fault that Ms. Bean's face burnt off because... Uh, they uh, the the red devil turned the the deep fryer on, but anyway, Miss Bean's face it's turned sure. into uh, crispy tortillas, and uh, she died. And so Nurse Hoffel blames the Chanel's, and she's been following everything that uh, has been going on with the Chanel's ever since they were released from the asylum. And uh, when she found out that they were hired to work at the hospital, she pitched herself to Munch as an administrator. And she's ready to play the long game for revenge. But she explains, you know, you may suspect that I'm the green meanie, but she actually hasn't killed anyone yet. So uh, we learn that Hoffel's reason for this competition is in fact that 
Blood Island is not really a paradise. It's filled with uh, parasitic creatures and whatnot, and uh, she hopes basically that the Chanel's will die on Blood Island. So her goal is to make Chanel and the other two Chanel's uh, become the winners and to send them all to Blood Island, and that's how she will get her revenge. So what did we think of the reveal of Nurse Hoffel being related to a season one character? And uh, of course, this explains her vendetta against the Chanel's, which she always sort of kind of had. But I guess we all assume that it was because the Chanel's aren't medical professionals. And, um, you know, she was pissed that they were being treated as medical professionals. But in fact, there's a there's now a hidden reason why she hates the Chanel's. Did we like the reveal? The twist? I did. I love that it was that like right off the bat. That was a great twist. Right? I loved it. I, <laughs> I, loved... I didn't see it coming. Me neither. I, I, I fucking love that she's like, my, my maiden name was Bean. I married a guy named Hoffel, but he died. I don't know why. We weren't really that close. Oh, fucking God. She's... Christy Alley, you're a treasure. Like you, you can run like lines like that with a plum, like, and and it just sounds right. Her being related to Miss Bean and just be like, yeah, I was related to her, but obviously I got like the brains and the smarts of the family. It just made me feel like shit. You're 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 shitting on Miss Bean even when she's dead already. <laughs> it's perfect. Like, like she's just I, the of the family. Mm-hmm. She's the link to season one. Besides, like, I did like, I did like that. I like, I thought like our only tie to season one was gonna be our remaining survivors, but I liked that they like, you know, made the story deeper. And they're like, well, one of the characters you weren't even think about because they could have been anybody. They killed so many people last season that they could have really tied them to anybody. Like she could have been Roger and Dodger's mom. Like you know, what yeah. I mean? like, mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool just to see, like, out of all the characters they picked her to be related to, like, they picked Dean. Mm-hmm. So that that was, interesting. like, and she was, like, one of the first murders, too, that, like, had really nothing to do with nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember, because I have not rewatched season one since it originally aired. The Chanel's went to jail because of Miss Bean's death, right? Yes. No. Like, remember, like, they, Chanel number one got put into, like, an orange jumpsuit, but then she got placed on bail, and then they completely, like, blamed Miss Bean's death on, like, the rest of the spring, like, the the rest of the Hester's deaths, and, like, they never, like, they got acquitted. No, that was afterwards, like, remember they went to that little court period, because um, she tried to send them to jail, Um, Dean Munch, wasn't that for Bean's death? Because, like, how would she know? Because I was trying to remember, like, remember is they, it publicly known that they killed Ms. Bean? If not, how does she know? Yeah, no, I think the first trial was Ms. Bean's, but then it somehow they tried to tie it to the, the Red Devil murders. And that's how they got bail. And then it all ended up getting blamed on Hester. But I think, like, you know, she she wasn't stupid. Okay. I can dig it. I think that's how that went. I can buy that. Yeah, I can buy that. Yeah, why not? And then getting off. Mm-hmm, yeah. I remember Munch tried to get rid of them, so... Yeah. She did, yeah. So, the next storyline that's related to the blood drive was is, is in relation to Chanel, Munch, and Holt. 
And so uh, Munch, you know, continues to uh, tease Chanel about her and Holt, and uh, she she attempts to break up chanel and holt by basically proving that chanel has every diagnosable std known to man including sexual ebola and vaginal zika you know what i'm saying which i don't think really exists i I know that's what she said (laughs) which was fantastic Um, i'm like really girl no that's what that's exactly what she said. exactly no but i was like really like you don't think that they actually exist like really but i I loved it like they listed every std hepatitis a b and c and (laughs) it was fantastic and can we take a moment to ask for an apology from um john stamos jamie lee curtis and christy allen for coming for the millennials trying to say that we're all dirty oh that was fantastic it, that was like a that was like the theme of like that episode. Like every it was the millennials the uh, are very loose every- sexually, and they don't care about condoms in a post uh, AIDS world. Oh, but like, I'm just gonna say PSA for all of you who are like stupid or who are like really like dumb in any in any other sort of way and are really naive. Don't use three condoms. What the fuck? Like, oh, that was that, fa- that no, that, that was like, like fantastic. Because like, he was like, I, I really like want, be, you know, I really want our too. first time to be good. But you know, I, I don't mind wrapping on, you know, three condoms, and, and eventually we can get down to two, and then at some point we can get down to one. Which apparently <laughs> that was like, you know, romantic. I guess. Oh my god, that, Chanel that has such shitty romance that like. Aspirations. She, she, she kind of shits on herself too. She does. Like, I, well, you know, actually, you're setting me up because I was about to say I have to give props to Emma Roberts because she gave herself probably like one of the worst put downs. Like it's different when the dean oh, says it to her, but when she said it about herself, she was like, "I know, you know, I know that like touching this, you know, it feels like you know a, a teenage boy, but when I take this all these clothes off, you know, I am pretty feminine." <laughs> I'm like, okay, right? I was. I was dying. I was like, like, how could she just say that about herself right now? Like, Emma Roberts, like, she's an awesome actress because I I couldn't do it. I don't think I could. (laughs) Uh, I I cracked up when she's like, I'm going to go with him and work on my daddy issues. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Emma Roberts probably had the best, like, one-liners this episode. Like, hands down, like, she was on her A-game for this episode. She was like, you know what, we're revealing shit. Well, I'm still going to take the shine. Yeah. I loved um, during that scene where she talks about the daddy issues. After Hoffel, like, says the contest and everyone gets all excited, like, the Chanel's start jumping up and down. And Chanel number three and Chanel Oberlin start hugging. And then all of a sudden, number five goes in for the hug. But Chanel, like, pushes her away. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> No, that was. I'm like, she really just shits on Chanel. And I was like, wait, I thought we were giving Chanel number five a chance now that we got these new bitches. And she's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, like, admire how she lays it out on the line. She's like, oh, are you gonna give your prizes to, like, your other Chanel's? She's like, no, they can screw themselves. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out to Blood Island with my boo thing. Yeah. And work on our daddy issues. Like, why? I don't need <laughs> But unfortunately, she can't go to Blood Island because, uh, although it seemed as if Hoffel was in on uh, the STD stuff, because of the STDs, uh, 
um, Munch makes her, what do you want to call it, like, unqualified to, to use her blood and all that kind of stuff. So, all of a sudden, all the blood that she used can no longer, that she collected can no longer be used, and she can't win the Blood Island prize. But now, uh, Munch is in the lead. So, she will be heading to Blood Island. And then there was this extended slow motion chase through the hospital in which Munch runs and Chanel is right behind her and Munch, you know, takes down the magnets that, uh, how much blood Chanel had collected. And then they get into this fight and Chanel's on the floor and Munch is like throwing the magnets in her face <laughs> and she's laughing at her. Did Chanel throw the back yes. at her? It was such a weird what sequence, it, but it was so Valkyries good. Flight of the Valkyries in the background? Hmm? Like, what was it? Flight of the Valkyries in the background or something? Like, that classical piece yeah. was, like, completely disjointed. Like, it's it's this girl in black, like, six-inch heels running after, like, a dean who's a doctor and, like, crying while magnets are being thrown at her. Like, it's it's They're throwing patients so and nurses out of the way. Like, you sometimes just have to question this hospital because they were just throwing patients out of their way. They were throwing nurses and doctors out of their way just for the magnet board. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, priorities, people. It was amazing. This is a hospital still. It was amazing. But it was a great. It was definitely a great scene. And I think the reason why Nurse Hoffa was in on the STD thing was because she was just never going to turn down the chance to, like, shit on the Chanel. Exactly. Chanel. But she wasn't down on Chanel being... Uh... Excluded from no, the competition. Let's like, not punish her. Let's not punish her. We'll be exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. And so uh, after that, uh, Chanel ends up. Um, a couple things happen. Chanel ends up stealing blood from a blood drive, which was fantastic. And there she learns that uh, if. Um, her blood is tested, like she, she wouldn't be able to donate blood if. Um, she had all these STDs, like she would get a call, and she ends up stealing all these, um, all this blood, and then she realizes that her blood has been stolen because Hester is using it for the um, the vampiric person, and they also uh, there was there was a neat scene between um, Chamberlain and Hester. Which I loved because like Chamberlain, oh you that girl Hester, like you were a killer and they had you locked you up, and then all of a sudden you're working here at the hospital, which I thought was fantastic. He said what all of us as viewers were thinking, just kind of like, why are you here? Oh, yeah, okay, slowly back away, <laughs> like approach. The yes, killer. and he was gonna toss out some of Chanel's personally donated blood, but. Uh, uh, after not having any blood, because uh, the the dean, uh, after Hester stole the blood, and the, the dean was like, we need to find a different way to get the blood and that kind of stuff to cure this um, vampiric boy. She ends up stealing Chanel's blood that was going to get tossed into the swamp, because that's what they do with everything that is uh, no longer needed. I love how he tried to lie, and he was like, oh, I'm going to throw it in the medical waste disposal. And she's like, the swamp? He's like, yeah, the swamp. Yes. And so she ends up taking <laughs> Chanel's blood and giving it to the vampire boy. But uh, 
you know, they were worried uh, after getting caught again, they were worried that uh, he was going to all of a sudden have F every STD known to mankind. But Hester says that she tested the blood and it was clean. And uh, so Chanel got all up in Munch's face about it, saying that she will pay for this. Then she jumps up and down because she's going to take the Chanel's and Holt to Blood Island and Hoffle comes in basically saying that uh, Chanel won and like she has the, the trophy and the tickets but uh, Chanel does not agree to go in like business class she wanted a chartered plane and so she basically is like thanks for the prize but no thank you I'll take the cash equivalent and Hoffle's like, I, I spent all my money on this. And she's like, yeah, well, you should have read the fine print. And uh, you'll be hearing from my lawyer, basically. So there's that. There, there is a missing element that we'll discuss in a moment uh, with that big reveal. But uh, just overall, uh, any final thoughts on the Chanel Holt Munch storyline? I'm looking forward to Munch using like not munch um to hoffle using more of the leverage that she has on munch because like i liked their, their their scenes last episode and i didn't feel like they got as much this one i feel like it's one of those like let's see who's gonna come out on top type situations but in the end of the day if anybody survived it's gonna be munch and chanel because they're their feud's just been going on for years. I see maybe Hoffle getting killed by the other green meanie. Well, damn. Because remember, last time, remember the last time the Red Devil did turn on each other at some point. She's a badass bitch, though. Like, comparatively, like, if I had to put, like, bets on who could, like, outlast who, like, who could kill who... I would place my bet solidly on her character as opposed to Taylor Lautner's character. He seems kind of like a pushover. And when she when she said, "Let me be the well, brains no, of this about, operation," like, in general, like the <laughs> the whole big picture of like you mean by the end of the se- by the end of the season? Yeah. Yes. Oh, like, by the end of the season. Uh, okay. I hope all counterparts like all killers in equation remember like when the red devils all started to team up together it kind of was like you know what this yeah i don't know i hope that out of the new season two people that if there is a hypothetical season three i hope that kirstie alley continues on like in some way shape or form like i hope i would i would definitely prefer her i think at this point um nick screamy is kind of wearing his 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 Reading. like i'm kind of over okay. here now oh wow i f- yeah i feel like the whole like plas like the, the demeanor of just like not giving a shit for of, of like being really cold is chanel number three's bag and she's been good at it since season one and i think the joke that aha he's he he was on twilight and now he's sort of a vampire but not really like that joke played itself out in one episode and it was funny but you need to give me more. You need to, like, make me expect more from... Like, we already got a sort of, like, Red Devil last season that had, like, I'm gay, but I'm not, like, with Boone. And then, like, that was, like, the joke that was really funny for 
one episode and then like he died like that was it that's all we got of him and i don't want to see that with uh dr cassidy let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode the big reveal which is actually led up to by a a small storyline one that we, we focus on one of the new Chanel, Chanel number nine, and um, Chanel Oberlin, like during the competition, the blood drive, she's getting all of the Chanel's to donate blood, um, double and triple and quadruple from Chanel number five, and um, she tries to uh, get Chanel number five, number five, sorry, Chanel number nine's blood, and she thought that it would be easy because she's a goth, and um, I guess goths are used to needles, and um, unfortunately for Chanel Oberlin, Chanel number nine is deathly afraid of needles, and so she's like, no, 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 and she rushes out of the room, and so later on, uh, see when it turned into a sword. Oh, yeah, that was like a giant needle. Yeah. Later on, Chanel number nine comes back, and uh, Chanel's like, I'm going to go with our, you know, code of conduct, and, uh, you know, you have to do it because you have to support a, you know, a sister and all this kind of stuff, and number nine's like, you know, we're not in a sorority. Like, I am here to learn medicine, and I want to save lives and all this kind of stuff. And so she ends up getting convinced to donate the blood. And so in a creepy part of the hospital, because I guess this is where this kind of stuff ends up happening, uh, Chanel straps in number nine. And the reason is is because uh, number nine is afraid of needles and she's not going to be able to find a vein and all this kind of stuff. And so while number nine is getting freaked out about the needle, Chanel ends up and uh, starts, you know, taking out the blood, and number nine's like, oh my gosh, and Chanel's like, hey, I'm an expert phlebotomist, and number nine is like, I, you know, I thank you so much, Chanel, for helping me get uh, rid of uh, my fear of needles, and so while that's going on, she pulls a Zayday and ends up leaving number nine to donate the blood when she sees uh, Dr. Holt. And she ends up going over to Dr. Holt. And while she ends up having a conversation with Holt, we see the green meanie enter the room. And uh, he ends up putting some, what was that, gauze in her mouth to like muffle the screaming? Yeah. Which I thought she was stupid for not spitting out. I'm like, mm-hmm. if you had spit that out and continued screaming, you still might be alive. Well, right there now. you go. And so the Green Meanie is preparing number nine uh, for for something. And he gets interrupted by Nurse Hoffle. And Hoffle is basically like, um, you know, I'm I'm here to talk with you and uh she's like you know take off that mask you know she's gonna be dead anyway so she's not gonna be able to identify you you know let me see who which you I are which i thought was stupid which i thought was stupid he bailed himself way too quick like just because you're talking to me and you're saying you don't want to stop me like i'm gonna reveal my identity like i i thought that was kind of like i can't like boone revealed himself like season one as the red devil real quick so it, it just follows the the show's trend. true but i look at it like this like if i'm the green meanie and priscilla came up into the room and i'm about to kill like jeffrey all right like oh wow and you're like oh i'm just saying like because we're the three people here so oh, okay all right well 
And, you know, Priscilla's like, well, I'm not going to stop you. I'm going to let you kill him. But, like, you know what? You should tell me who you are. I'm going to be like, yo, bitch. Like, no. But I'm going to kill him. (laughs) But you know what? Maybe it was almost like props type of thing. Because she was not scared. Like, she she had, like, big-ass balls to, like, go into that room and be like, hey, you know, who are you, basically? You know, I need to know. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you right she now, was like right? a boss bitch, walk- to be quite honest. That's true. But I feel like if I walked up in a room and somebody's about to kill somebody, I'm gonna be like, yo, like, I'll let you do you. Just let me go back out. Like, I ain't gonna, you know what I mean? I, I ain't gonna show you I'm scared. Like, but I'm probably like, this you know, my is- heart's probably pounding. I'm probably shook as fuck, but I'm gonna be like, listen. Well, that's because Hoffel is a boss with the S's replaced with the dollar signs. True, true. And not, like, no Tina Michelle shit, Obama. But, like, freaking Prince has balls and. Dr. Cassidy doesn't seem like he has anything. Like, he just kind of whipped out. One other sort of storyline, just to wrap things up in the episode, is uh, Dr. Holt. So, uh, after, like, everything that happens with uh, the Green Meanie reveal, um, because of Zayday's sort of, like, thirst to find the blood type of... uh, the baby in the belly, uh, Cassidy ends up switching his blood type with somebody else. And that somebody else is Dr. Holt. And so Holt gets called into Munch's office with everyone else there. And basically he gets accused of being the uh, baby in the belly. And he has to be the green meanie. And so he gets fired. Even though he's like, um, I'm not 30. So how am I the baby in the belly? And, uh, you know, they keep on sort of like, you know, coming up with reasons. Like, uh, maybe you're a lifeguard. You got all this sun damage. Or maybe you had a really hard life. And that's why you look older than 30. And he keeps on saying, you know, I, I take the compliment. You know, y'all think I look 30, but I'm not 30. And this, that, or the other. And so he ends up, after, like, like the final nail, like, basically, like, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. He ends up um, with his serial killer hand, you know, punching down on some glass, on the glass table, and, you know, bleeding. And he's like, you know, I'm going to make you all pay for this. So, any thoughts on this? My opinion is, because they, like, focused that he was bleeding, that yeah. someone is going to get the idea to, like, test that blood. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Although, like, it might just be, like, murder hand with, like, bleeding all around the the hand. Like, it looks good for effect, like, for for TV. But you're more than likely right. Like, they're they're going to test that. I feel like because it's, like, Detective Zayday on the case that, like, she's going to be like, you know what? Yes, Nancy Drew. Right? Like, let me Nancy Drew this shit. Let me grab his blood real quick. Plus, she wants to be the doctor, so... I really hope, though, that they get the, that blood type, because, like, getting transfused with a different blood type has a real high potential to, like, hurt you or kill you. And, so, like, they switched from A to O. Someone's gonna die having that blood. Really? That's oh, too I funny. know. This hospital doesn't run the way it should. I'm just gonna, like, suspend my disbelief for everything now. So, as we've been discussing, the reveal is... Uh, that you know, once the green meanie uh, mask has been taken off, it is uh, Doctor Cassidy Cascade, and then we get a whole lot of information yeah. in uh, this really 
interesting conversation between Hoffel and Cascade. And basically, these were like the bullet points of their conversation. The first thing is, uh, Hoffel is like, you know, I respect what you're doing, but let's make a deal. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. Leave the Chanel's for me. I want to make them pay. Number two, trains of the operation. And Cassidy's like, what? And she's like, um, yeah, like, aren't you trying to take down the hospital, but you're killing the patients? And then she says everything that we have been saying since day one. You know, if you want to shut the hospital down, you should go after the staff, the doctors, fuck, you know, the freaking head of the hospital. Why are you going after the patients? And uh, then we also, we get confirmation from Cassidy that he's scared of Zayday, which I loved. I thought that was fantastic. And then... Well, aren't they all, though? I know, right? And then uh, we also uh, get confirmation on there being another green meanie because Cassidy is like, oh, so it's you that's been killing all the other patients. And she's like, what are you talking about? I haven't killed anybody up until this moment because she's helping exsanguinate uh, number nine. And he's like, well, I didn't kill all the people that have died thus far. So there's somebody else out there doing the killings bum, bum, bum. exactly and so well, at, least, mm -hmm. at least we know for certain that one of the green meanies was cascade when he was killing off that girl that had like spontaneous orgasms but like he backed off of zede now it explains why because she scares him oh that's good thinking I like it. And, yeah, I love that. Uh, he Also, in his defense, he was like, you know, I, I've, I've tried to kill them, but, you know, they fight back, basically. So that means that yeah, he was so probably also the one that fought uh, Munch. Oh, yeah. Or maybe Denise when she fought back the first time. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. So uh, because of uh, number nine's blood and getting exsanguinated and all this kind of stuff that's what helps chanel go over in the blood drive and that's where she wins but then she, you know she ends up not wanting the prize and blah 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 so after that uh hoffel is uh in a bit of a disarray you know she's frustrated by what's going on she's popping pills but cascade ends up bringing her a gift that brings a smile to her eyes her very own green mini headdress and costume with a cape and everything and so they both end up dressing up as the green meanie together and uh, they decide to uh, traipse through the creepy parts of the hospital together I guess looking for a new victim green is my color like oh my god yes. yeah, you still right. got it you're so gorgeous oh my god <laughs> I that love that it was fantastic. So, any final thoughts on uh, Cascade and Hoffel? A Hoffel combination? Um, you think one of the Chanel's is going to die now that, like, Hoffel and Cassidy Cascade are, like, teaming up? Everyone should be worried now. I'm even worried for Zayday now. I'm like, you would think, but I'm like, in the end of the day, 
I'm like, you never know how they're going to play that out because at the end of the day, like, I feel like if one of the Chanel's leaves, it would kind of leave the Chanel's incomplete. Like, them three kind of go hand in hand at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they, they do, but maybe this time one of the deaths for Chanel number five will stick. Well, I think that's why all the added other extra Chanel's were added to save the original Aww. three Chanel's. My 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 MVP of last dies, I think it might be Hester. Oh, number six. I would fucking love that, but no, no, that could never happen. Or fuck, I hope the show does this. Well, surprise me. Yeah, I think six, we are going to get some surprises. We're going to kill off number six. So Leah and Michelle can do American Horror Story seven. Well, there you go. She's the new supreme. To, to the next yeah, American I, I'm, Horror I'm, Story. I'm just you know. Getting a Kickstarter for them, you know. Remember, guys, I help you. Ryan yeah, Murphy, he's uh, giving her a new job. Cut me that check. It's called job sir. security. Right? I want that coin. Cut me that check. Oh, gosh. You're going to see Ameri- I want 10%. You're going to see Emma Roberts on American Crime. <laughs> They're well, just going to start bouncing everybody around. Everywhere. They really are. They're just going to be like, we have them on contract. Let's just throw them around. Yeah. So let's talk about the MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. You know the rules. If someone mentions someone, you have to pick a different character. We will start off with Priscilla. Okay. Again, I, I mentioned that like I'm really like TV naive, so I don't think it's Chamberlain. That's the green meanie. No, your MVP. Oh, sorry. Like <laughs> It's okay. I was like, huh. All right, that gives me more time to, to think of it. Like, again, I think, yes, I'm so glad I got I got to pick first then. My MVP is Hester. God, her, like, making fun of that, like, guy with Porphyria, like, made my day. Like, not that Chanel with her riddled STD body, like, wasn't funny. And that, like, musical, riddled like... STD body. Like, and that, that musical number with her running, like was the best part of that episode, but I think Hester was consistently good, and I'm giving her the MVP because I haven't seen her in a while, like, take it or, like, do anything besides kind of just be foreboding in the shadows, so to see, like, Leah Michelle like, shine was well, like, worth, like, any minutes that you, that you waste watching TV, like, this was not a waste of time, this is great. Prince, your MVP. Uh, I'm gonna go with Priscilla's favorite number five because like yo she's she's just hilarious like they just really don't care about her and they just like treat her like shit and this episode just proved how much they just don't care because they were draining the hell out of that girl and it was like yeah new blood just you know comes every now and they're like no you're only saying like 10 I think at that team from her so, yeah I'm she go played uh, weak very well she plays weak very well. Not she played. Yes. She played. Oh gosh. Every episode. <laughs> but, it's like yes. Miss Sunshine gets treated like shit. <laughs> but it's, it's worth it. Aww. Uh, yeah, but, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, I'm going to give it a shout out number five. She kept me quite entertained the way she was getting bullied and she was just taking it per usual. She even took it from Chanel number, what was it? Um, seven? Oh, that was so good. She was, when like, she was can like, I, can I have a beast sound? Yeah. She's like, no. no. And and Chanel's like, get it, Marfan. <laughs> yeah, that shit was hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> even the new Chanel's learned to just bully her. 
It's fantastic. At the very so, least, they remember what the hell her name is, because she's like, after a while, the other Chanel's just kind of run in numbers. I don't know who died. Right. Oh, you know, that was so good. They were like, I don't know, she was like 9, 10, 11, one oh, of right. them. She's like, you're yeah, real talk. But she knows my fan's name, which is like the most hilarious. She's like, you're the golf girl. You're the face girl. Marfan, it's like, you know, that's like, gonna be, maybe Marfan will replace Well, that's not her name. That's oh. the name of her disease. <laughs> I love it even more. I thought that was her name. Um, yes. Anyway. That's good grief. So my MVP for the episode is, I mean, I got to go with her. I am Hoffle, or I should say, I am Bean, Nurse Hoffle. She was fantastic. Learning more about her was awesome. Her inner monologue was amazing. Like the only thing that would have taken it over the top for me was if they did that sound effect when she shows up. They don't do it every episode that she's in, but they do it almost like every other episode. If they did that little screech there, like when she showed up, that would have taken it over the top. I loved everything that they're doing with Kirstie Alley in this season and in this episode she was a standout and then at the end when she was touched by Cassidy Cascade bringing her her own green mini costume she was just freaking adorable so Nurse Hoffel you are my MVP so now we got to get into the big question of the season on this podcast and we have to change the ground rules just a teeny tiny bit so we know for sure dr cassidy cascade is a green meanie now for the past few weeks we've done a really good job at some of us have done a good job at guessing that he was going to be a green meanie we've also done a really great job at foreshadowing the fact that nurse hoffel is a green meanie because as of this episode nurse hoffel is now a green meanie she wasn't before but she is now and even though we had maybe our own theories as to why she was going to be connected to the green meanie persona and like being a green meanie obviously that has changed now that we've gotten more information but we did foreshadow her becoming a green meanie so that means that there is one green meanie out there who's also killing so now the big question is and you only get one guess now who is that additional green meanie who's the third green meanie and uh since she may need a little bit more time to think we'll start off with prince who i feel has a theory on the tip of his tongue we already know it is chamberlain i already kind of told you guys ahead of time but if you put it in perspective let's look at it right Dr. McScreamy was with freaking Chanel, so it couldn't be him. Zayday's trying to figure it out. We already know the other two. So who was left to kill? Oh, wait, no. Number nine was killed by the other two. Never mind. You got that. But still, I think it's Chamberlain. I got my own reason. Okay. He's suspect. He knows everything. He, he's like, I still don't understand how he just walked in and he still has that job. And they know that he just walked in. He knows everything that's going on. He covered his track because he just said what blood type he had. He never really answered the question. He like never really got his blood taken to figure that out. He's a mystery, but he knows everything. That's suspect. Okay. Go, ahead. Priscilla. Okay, so I've- share with us who 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 is the green meanie, Priscilla? I know you know. I've had like this 
Detective Zayde hat on, trying to like sort through the facts. Bearing in mind that I... You were eating some Oakland nachos, too? Yes, I was, with the Red Devil costume on, just for old time's sake. But, I I, I don't know. I'm going through the list of suspects, and I'm like, okay, the Chanel's obviously aren't it, because they're never it, like, as fun as it would be. Zayde's too invested in, like, investigating this to be the one. The dean is more worried about, like, the hospital and what it looks like and her dying, so it wouldn't make sense to be her. We've already gotten rid of, like, Hoffel and and, um, Cassidy as, like, confirmed green meanies. So there's only, like, two other people that we've really, like, zeroed in on, and it's Chamberlain and Dr. Dr. Holt. And... I can't really believe that it's Dr. Holt. So uh, as much as like join the dark side. Yeah, as much Welcome. as I think that like he 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 had like a really good argument for not being the baby in the bathtub, like not baby in the bath, the, the baby in the belly. I yes. think he's 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 got other reasons for being real pissed off at the hospital system, probably because he doesn't have a legitimate job and he's a candy striper. So it's Chamberlain. Okay. See, I'm going in the different direction. Here, here's my guess for the green, for the additional green meanie, because obviously this green meanie is not the baby in the belly, because we know who the baby in the belly is. Here's my theory, and it, to be quite honest, and I didn't think that I was going to mention this theory again, because I thought last week was just going to be a one-off day, and then we were going to be proved wrong and all this kind of thing, but now I'm kind of believing my crazy, kooky theory. So, I think it's Dr. Holt. And um, it it could be for two different reasons. Number one, we're forgetting the fact that there was a massacre in 1985. I feel like the killer now has to be the person that did the massacre. Or it wasn't 1985. It was 1986. It was the year after the um the the uh, the the guy died in 1985, right? So the massacre would have been in 1986. So. It has to, there has to be a connection. So I feel like the person that killed in the 80s is the same person that's killing now. So for me, that means that it can't be Chamberlain because obviously he's not old enough. And there aren't that many cast members that would have been like at least 20-ish in the 80s. I mean, there's uh, Hoffel, but she's now a green meanie. There's... Um, the dean, but I don't, it can't be the dean. Like, it just doesn't make any sense why she would have massacred people in the 80s. So I feel like it has to be Holt. And my theory is either he is the the father of the baby in the belly. Like, you know, this is Scream Queens. Like, crazier shit has happened. You know, he was dipped in that, uh, you know, chemicalized swamp maybe his entire skin fell off or something peeled off he was he that's how he lost his hand uh he had to do complete facial body reconstructive surgery and he has been planning on his revenge against the hospital ever since then and obviously the hospital was shut down and so when it was reopened he came back to make sure it was shut down forever that would explain the fake harvard tattoo that isn't really harvard it would explain a lot of things it wouldn't explain why he's banging chanel 
or the dean or why he wanted to bang Hoffle. I love that line. Like, we didn't really discuss it, but, like, that whole thing, like, oh, you know, I, I regret not having sex with you when, oh, I, when I, you first I, joined the team. It wasn't I even I regret myself properly. It wasn't even I regret having sex with you. It was, gosh, like, I'm sorry I didn't, like, include you into this team by automatically having sex with you. Like. Yes, but I love how she was like, no, thank you. I'm here for business. I'm like, okay, get it, Hoffle. I know. Like, to just, like dismiss him so quickly like damn the only thing i can it was fantastic like you know so either he is the father and obviously uh i i I don't know if cassidy knows i don't know if the wife knows like i feel like the wife doesn't know anything about anything i don't even feel like she really knows what cassidy is doing so either he's the father or he's he's you know maybe the hand is, is slowly taken over and and that's why he was killing you know without really having a reason to kill in a sense but i feel like it has to be that he's the father like he you know this is in a hospital so it would be a very general hospital type of thing soap opera e twist you know where you know it, it it's him with a new face and that kind of stuff and he's here for revenge so I kind of have to go with that. Okay, that, that, play, that would be interesting. Okay, if I was to play on your answer, this is what I would say. Mm-hmm. The reason why it could be is because the whole um, how Denise got it got caught. Well, the whole throw the punch and then shocker. It seems like a doctory thing to know. Mm-hmm. And but I would feel as he wouldn't be the father. I feel like it would be the hand taking over. Because the whole, you saw him playing um, roulette with his hand. He was like, I have to show it that I'm still in control. Maybe every now and then it takes control. Mm-hmm. Which I can buy that. The only reason I'm still thinking he's the father, it's because they need to explain how that massacre happened in the 80s. Like, I, I feel like that's not going to be a loose thread that I they're going to leave like open. I feel like it was mom and she passed it down to... I just, I can't see her, because remember she picked, I don't want to say she, but like the green meanie picked up Dr. Mike, like with the machete, like in him, like Dr. Mike was like hanging over the green meanie's head, and the green meanie is tall, the green meanie isn't short, and she's, she's not even tall for a woman, like no offense to the actress, like she's not a tall lady, so I just, I, I don't know, I, maybe they might end up having it be the mom, and, and, maybe her passing it down although i just right now i can't see it happening especially since they're they're making her seem almost which maybe they're doing it on purpose like as if she doesn't know anything about what's going on as far as uh cassidy's revenge plot I just well, gotta but say, it, it could be her you're you brought up the tattoo and it's true they zoomed in on it and i remember prince saying in another episode like that doesn't that that's not the harvard tattoo that's not the harvard logo so why would the camera have panned to it and kept to it for like a couple of seconds i you you, you might be onto something you might be right yeah and, and if you think about it i mean he like the the father wasn't like his skin tone was not very dark like he was maybe like a like a little bit of a shade darker than um than uh john stamos's skin tone and so 
that maybe you know with the the chemicals in the swamp you know and, and all that kind of stuff it you know did something to his face or something so he had to get reconstructive surgery and then bam maybe maybe uh, like we'll pulling see. pulling a i i switched races cards is intense but yeah that's why i'm like well technically it. it wouldn't be switched races i mean you know it would just be like the fake facial reconstruction. So that's how his face ended up turning out. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Like we'll see. That's the only thing that's got like I. I think he might just be killing for another reason apart from like. I'm, I think I'm the hand takes this, over. Like, yeah. I it could be like I don't mind. I don't mind that theory too because that's that's sort of like my or like either the hand's taken over or he is, the father. I but I, I feel like he has killer. to be the killer. Like yeah. it, it just makes the most sense. But I, I hope that he is the father because it'll tie it in. If not, they probably will say that it was the mother that killed. But I just I don't fully buy it. But it's a Scream Queens universe, so I guess we'll have to buy it. Or is it when did he get the transplant on the hand? Well, because I don't feel like any of that story story was real. That he said that that he you know stuck it in the uh, garbage dip- disposal and all that kind of stuff. Well, true. I'm gonna say that like my opinion. In my opinion, if I'm going with him being the father, maybe when he got out of the swamp, his hand was dissolved or something, and that's why he got the hand transplant. Well, the, no, the hand transplant's known fact because Chad brought it up. Chad Rad- Chad Radwell. Yeah, Chad. Remember he he did he remember he paid the PI to figure out that correct. So the but he could have faked like legitimate. It was the- yeah no, but he could have faked documents and stuff because obviously, if his name is not Brock Holt, like he would have to have created a paper trail. Much like Cassidy Cascade is not his name either. Well, you think he would do it that deep to even create the story about the killer tennis, the serial killer tennis player? Well, no, maybe his hand is actually from a serial killer. I can buy that. So, yeah, so we already know the hand has the whole idol thing to it. You don't yeah. Think it, it just, I, maybe if he got the surgery in the 80s to get that hand, maybe he did, couldn't control it when he first got it, and that's how the first massacre happened. Maybe. If we're going to rock with, you know, him being the killer, you know. And then now that he's showed, like, I think maybe that's why they did that whole him trying to show he has control when Chanel walks in and he's playing like with the knife and he's like, I got to show it that I'm in control still. Maybe it's like, yeah, he has the moment of relapses where the hand just takes over and he doesn't, he's not strong enough to keep it in control. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I guess we'll find out soon. Uh, I am suspicious of Chamberlain. Don't get me wrong. Like him knowing the hospital and sneaking around is very suspicious. So, I, I kind of feel like one of us is right. It's either Holt or it's Chamberlain. Absolutely. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I don't think it's anybody else. Like, I don't think they're going to do, like, it's Zayday or it's, uh... They're going to pull They're gonna pull a Scooby-Doo in, Mr. Wilson, or just, like, some random-ass yes. person, some random paint. It's Denise. It's going to be Feeny. <laughs> oh, gosh. Feeny, yes. It's Denise. She defrosted herself. Right. It was her whole plan all along. For them killing Chad. All along. And she'd get away with it too. If it, it wasn't, wasn't for us meddling right? kids. <laughs> it's too funny. Alright, so on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Scream Queens. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. 
Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Are You Afraid? Scream Queens and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night and a happy Thanksgiving. Good night. Hi. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving and especially happy Black Friday. Be safe, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Are You Afraid? Scream Queens every Thursday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio archives. New episodes stream via poppychularadio.com every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Good night and happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.